Proverbs 15:11 says, "Hell and destruction are before the Lord. How much more then the hearts of the children of men?" People have this crazy idea that they should be able to understand God completely. I have to constantly explain to non-Christians that God is God. He is beyond our comprehension. The atheist accepts that nothing exploded and became everything that we see in the universe. But they will not accept that there is a God that had no beginning. Uh, members of pseudo-Christian cults like Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, Apostolic Oneness, and others reject the Trinity because they don't understand it. I was talking to a Jehovah's Witness man in his 90s the other day, and he repeatedly said that the Trinity didn't make sense. And I repeatedly said, exactly. <laughs> He'd just look at me and I'd say, if your God is so small that we can completely understand him with our finite minds, then you'd have a finite God, which means he's not God at all. In various ways, I explained the bottom line. God is beyond our comprehension. If he weren't, he wouldn't be God. I uh, once had that sort of discussion with an agnostic, and uh, his big hang-up was basically what we read here in this proverb. Hell and destruction are before the Lord. How much more then the hearts of the children of men? First, this agnostic had the typical issue about God allowing pain, suffering, disease, war, and death. After some time, I was able to explain that God did not create a world with any pain, suffering, disease, war, or death, but that Adam's sin had brought all those things into God's once perfect world, and then mankind has been guilty of producing most of what he was accusing God of allowing ever since that time. So why does God allow it? Because of free will. You can't have free will but only get the good consequences without also suffering the bad consequences of free will. Otherwise, it wouldn't be free will. You'd be limiting things. So that while disease and things like cancer and birth defects are not a direct consequence of the wicked free will choices made by men, much of the pain, sickness, war, and death are simply man-made. Man wants to be free, but then wants to blame God when his freedom goes badly. So the agnostic then focused on what the last part of our proverb says, and I have to mention that we weren't reading this proverb, but in hindsight, I find it amazing that our conversation followed the text of our proverb, which says that God sees hell and all the destruction that takes place. How much more then the hearts of the children of men? God is omniscient. He sees all and knows all, including our thoughts. God knows our hearts. And the um, idea of such a thing really bothered this ag agnostic I was talking to. He said, that sounds like science fiction. Some alien able to read our minds. But I said, you do know that scientists are developing that technology and believe they'll be able to tap into our minds and actually read our thoughts in a matter of decades, right? He got a blank look on his face because he knows that's true. And so I continued, I said something like, if there's a God who created the brain of man, which is not even used to its fullest potential, then God's brain, so to speak, would be like our brain in its full potential times a trillion in its knowledge potential. And he just said, that's a scary thought. And I said, well, it's only scary if you don't believe in him or know him or trust him.
Our God is a good God. I then went on to explain the gospel and how that once we are saved, the Spirit of God indwells us as believers and guides our thoughts as we read and apply His Word. And on Judgment Day, those who have been saved and had their sins forgiven would never have those sins brought up or even mentioned at the judgment. But if he persisted in his rejection of God and the Savior Jesus Christ, paying for his sins and being risen from the dead in victory over sin, that his sins would be on full display at the judgment. And God never misses or forgets a single sin. That man eventually made a profession of faith. I've since lost track of him, but I look forward to seeing him again, if not any sooner than as we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, before the God who knows our hearts and loves us anyway.